Hello, I'm Mike Fisher, Milwaukee-based theater writer and dramaturg. I'm Jenna Poffgray, founder and artistic director of Forward Theater Company in Madison, Wisconsin. And this is Theater Forward, a twice-monthly conversation about theater from a local, regional, and national perspective. From Madison to Manhattan, we're excited to share insight into our own company while exploring issues surrounding theater in the Midwest and around the country. Welcome to episode 82 of Theater Forward. Hello. For this episode, we wanted to shine a light on our colleagues in the field who are producing summer seasons. What are the exciting developments and the frustrations that they are experiencing this summer? And we are just thrilled to have with us Sarah Young, Managing Director for American Players Theater in Spring Green, Wisconsin, and Jeff Herbst, Artistic Director of Northern Sky Theater in Door County, Wisconsin. Welcome, Sarah and Jeff. Thanks for having us. Glad to be here. It is wonderful to see you. Um, I've been hearing loads of wonderful things about the productions you've been getting up this summer. Um, But I'd love to just sort of dive in and hear from each of you about what Summer 22 theater has been like for each of your organizations. Maybe Sarah, we'll start with you and APT. Sure. Um, We're doing really well. It's the difference between 2020 from 2020, of course, which was no no season to 2021, which was really abbreviated um, uh, controlled capacities, limited capacity. And we were only doing one play or one play in each theater at a time. So we weren't in our repertory schedule to this season, which we're in our repertory schedule and um crowds are coming back it just it feels really really good that's great how about at northern sky kind of the same um the outdoor season is doing you know we have two stages like american players theater one is outdoor one is indoor um the outdoor space feels kind of like pre-pandemic in some ways i mean there there are a lot of uh, dynamics that are different um especially with interaction with um audience and volunteers. And that's a, you know, a topic I'm sure we'll probably talk a little bit more about the indoor has been a little bit of a struggle for us. And I think some of that is, um, is frankly, just the fact that we have a brand new indoor theater still. And there are a lot of people who don't know that we exist as an indoor theater. Yeah. So, you know, so that's a, that's a, you know, that on top of what's going on with other things has been really interesting. Yeah. And it occurs to me, a lot of folks listening may not know a lot about each of your companies, unlike Mike and I. So Jeff, just tell us, give us the sort of elevator speech of, of what Northern Sky is, what you yeah, do. So no- Northern Sky um, has been around in Peninsula State Park now at, in some form or another uh, as a performing troupe for over 50 years and as a nonprofit theater company now for 30 as Northern Sky Theater. Um, and we have always written original material. We do everything from, you know, from scratch. And that's that's basically kind of our calling card. And that's what we've been doing out in the park for all these years. And we've had a fall season as well since 1992. But that's that's been sort of a movable um, operation. We, we would do a town hall or then we would do the Door Community Auditorium until 2019 when we decided to launch a capital campaign and build ourselves an indoor theater and consolidate all of our operations. So we have the outdoor amphitheater space in Peninsula State Park. And then a few miles away from there, we have our creative campus, which also houses a brand new 248 seat indoor theater called the Gould Theater. And that's what I was alluding to when I said that it was it's been it's been difficult for us to figure out um, how to get our summer audiences sort of tuned into being in both places. 
Sure. And then Sarah, how about a little over overview of American Players Theater? Sure. Um, so APT is uh, with this is our 43rd season. Our first season was 1980. And we also have two spaces, um, uh, an 1100 seat outdoor amphitheater and a 200 seat indoor theater. And we're on a 110 acres of woods and prairie about four miles outside of Spring Green, Wisconsin. So about 40 miles west of of Madison in a, in a normal pre pandemic year, we would, um, welcome about a hundred thousand audience members. Uh, we're a little less than that these days, but, uh, we're getting back to that. That's great. And, uh, Sarah, how, how has, how have things been at touchstone for you guys, the indoor? Um, we have been, we've been doing pretty well. Um, uh, we have our, our, the first two plays that have already opened are, are coming along fine. And our play that's about to open in the touchstone, the Moors um, is sold out um, close to sold out. We have a few tickets left um, and we've added five performances. So, so that one's doing really well. I am finding this year that um, the comedies seem to be doing a little bit better than the serious fair. I'm not sure if that's just where we are in the world, um, what our mood is collectively, um, but that's, that's definitely what we're seeing here. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's a question I have now. I mean, I think, especially with Northern sky, I think of every show as tremendously joyful. Um, I mean, that's just, that's just part of the package, but having said that and having, you know, thought about the the comedy that is baked into so much of the material, Jeff, um, has the programming that you were putting together for this year or Sarah in your case as well, to what degree was it influenced by the pandemic and your thoughts about what an audience was going to be looking for coming into this Mm -hmm. Well, you know, the, the interesting thing for us, and, and I think it's true for American Players Theater, too, is um, in a lot of ways, we're, we're obviously a destination place, right? So it's for Door County, particularly, it's a resort area. People are coming up here for vacation. They're coming up here to escape. They're coming up here to leave their troubles behind, if you will. Um, and we know, and so does Penn Players, and so does Door Shakespeare, and so does Third Avenue Playhouse, all professional theater companies up here in Door County, we all know that that demographic is looking for, you know, in some cases, particular things. And at Northern Sky, I've, I have always looked at a part of our mission as being um, a place that people can take refuge in, you know, so that I'm not looking, I'm not necessarily looking to challenge them on a lot of levels that that can come with the territory sometimes, but mostly I want them to be able to relax and be able to come in and feel like they have entered into a sanctum. That's just for them to forget about everything else. Um, so the choosing the season this year coming out of the pandemic, I really wanted stuff to be entertaining. I really wanted people to, to have a good laugh. That was, that was a, a big part of what, why we decided to choose the three shows we had this summer mm-hmm. for sure. 
Yeah. And just to sort of follow up quickly on that, I mean, the, the, just a little bit maybe about the, the the shows. I mean, Dad Season's Tickets in the Gould is for those of you out there who still need an introduction to one of the most rollicking, entertaining shows about the Packers. I say this as a non-football fan and a non-Packers fan. <laughs> right. And, and I still I've seen it twice now and I, I, I can't get enough of it. So much fun. But talk a little bit about um, both the new show, the brand new show in the Outdoor Theater these things. And then also the decision to go with the particular Allie Kaplan um, production that you went with as its corollary. Yeah. So Love Stings is our our world premiere in the park this summer. Uh, that was a show that we had planned on putting in, a, in the 2020 season. So it, it was ready um, then. And we just had to put it on the two year hold because it, it it's one of the it's one of the most fully produced shows we've ever done out in the park as well. It's got a bigger set than we've been accustomed to doing of late. It's got way more costuming than we've done. And Jason Fossil came on as our lighting director this year, and he gussied up the joint as Jason is wont to do. And um, really, you know, threw a bunch of new instruments at us and started lighting up stuff that we didn't even know could be lit. Uh, so it's just got, you know, there. it's a really, it's a really good looking production out there in the park. Uh, I'm super proud of it from, from that standpoint. The show itself is, um, it's set in the sixties, the 1960s on a bee farm in Door County. And the music is, um, is just terrific. It's joyful. It's, it, and it's got a sixties vibe. Uh, Dennis Johnson, who is the orchestrator for this played in Chicago over the years and grew up in the sixties. So he really felt the vibe and, you know, he plays some really great electric guitar on this thing that just fits. It's just really fun. Um, so that show was, was set to go and it was going to play in 2020 with fishing for the moon. Um, and now it just, two years later, it just happens to be the 30th anniversary of that show. And there's a certain amount of, there's a certain amount of cross, um, casting between those two shows that worked out beautifully as well. So having the 30th anniversary of the first book musical of Ali Kaplan on stage with a brand new world premiere of love stings just felt like a really good mix, a really good mix. And I, 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 uh, I directed the show back in 1992. It was one of the first things I ever directed uh, that was a full book musical. And I was in it at the same time playing, you know, the young buck lead, and now I'm playing the character actor in, hmm. in the play 30 years later. So that's been a lot of fun for me too, you know, to be able to oh. transition that way. Delightful. Yeah. Um, Sarah, do you want to talk a little bit about the, the projects and APT season this summer? Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I was just, I was just marking down a lot of, a lot of the choices this year in this year's season were slated for 2020. So between 2021 and 2022, we got back to most, um, not quite all, but most of the plays that we were going to do in 2020. So Love's Labor's Lost, The River Bride, The Brother's Size, and Stones in His Pockets are all from the 2020 season. So we did have, uh, we, we do have a few more serious plays. We added, we just decided to add Hamlet to that mix, which would be, is, you know, also <laughs> a bit serious. Um, so, uh, but all of, all of those are delightful. So Love's Labor's Lost hasn't opened yet. Um, that's in the second, second half and Stones in His Pockets is in the fall. Um, but uh, 
we have, yeah, it's, we have a great set of shows. The rivals is uh, a lot of fun and doing very well at the box office. Uh, you're, you're getting my, you're getting my management bent on everything. <laughs> when you're talking to a managing director and, a, and an artistic director, then the managing director is always going to talk about, you know, the ticket sales, I guess. It's important. Um, <laughs> Hamlet's extraordinary. It's, um, it's, a wonder it's Nate Berger's playing Hamlet directed by Jim DeVita who played it a couple times ago. Um, it's a wonderful production. And lit um, by Jason. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Nate Berger folks is killing it. That's as much as I'll say to add to what Sarah's mm-hmm. saying. Go ahead, Sarah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he's, um, he's, he's just wonderful. Um, and you know, the, the plays in the touchstone, I mean, the, the brother's size is quite, you know, is a quite serious, not a, you know, not a funny show, not a, you know, it's, it's, it's quite serious, but it's, it's beautiful and it's important. And it's, um, it's, I, I think it's one of the top theater experiences I've ever had. And I mm-hmm. had to see a lot of plays. So, um, a lot of good stuff going on. My my biggest regret is I don't have enough time to get down there during the summer to see your season. Well, so, same about getting up there. You need to do that for a few years. So. I know a lot of people probably don't know this, but uh, American Players Theater for Northern Sky has been an unbelievable resource. Uh, the 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 people at at American Players Theater have been so helpful to us through every step of our growth and our. Um, our understanding of what it means to have two spaces and you guys have just been like big open arms and it's, we, we can't thank you enough for your uh, mentorship in that regard. It's really been fantastic. Well, you're welcome. And thank you. And we, we, we love to, to talk to your, to your folks and, and it's been our pleasure to, to share a little bit of what we know because we always learn something too. I mean, it's just, it's great to have that back and forth collaboration between, yeah. uh, you know, between our staffs. It's really valuable. Yeah. Yeah. We, so, well, we certainly value it. I, I was going to ask. So, I mean, all of us working on um, running theater companies over these last couple of years, I think, you know, collectively we would all agree 2022 big improvement over 2021, which is a big improvement over 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great to hear that that's your experience in, at both of your companies as well. Um, with that said, you know, none of us are out of the woods uh, as arts organizations. Things are still, um, they're still tough. And I'm, I'm wondering what some of, some of the biggest challenges that you've had to deal with this summer have been. Uh, uh, COVID for sure. Um, we have had a number of cases and have had to cancel a couple performances. Um, and it's just, it's, it's, it's tricky with the, um, the protocols that we're under as a equity or union theater. And that's something I know you all know, know a lot about, um, but there's a lot, there's just a lot of extra, extra work and extra things to pay attention to. Um, we've also had some odd sort of non-COVID related injuries and things that, you know, I guess happen all the time, but it just, it seems to be magnified. Um, everybody's really tired. I don't know if that's the case in other places, but it just seems like this pandemic has taken a toll on our, on our energy. And, um, so everything just feels a little, a little harder. Of course, we're always, you know, buoyed by the, 
um, by the audience and the, you know, to see the audience out here is, is a great, is a great energizer for us, but it's been a little, it's been a little tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, you know, yeah. L- well, last year in 2021, we, um, we kind of came back, you know, like, like most companies with toes in the water. Right. And just, but what we, what we were able to do is we tailored our season because we wrote a couple of new things for the pandemic in a way. So we kept everything really contained and everything really small. Um, and we had no COVID issues last year at all. Um, not one. And this year we went back like pre pandemic and we've got a big company, got people living here, there and everywhere, indoor, outdoor volunteers, crazy. And, um, we had a major COVID outbreak and we had to shut down for a week. Um, you know, so that you, you feel like, man, 2021, you know, we thought was going to be the fraught year and it turned out that we sort of skated through and we were fine. Right. And then 2022 comes along and you think, Oh, we're, everything's going to be great. Um, and we had uncharacteristically for us because we're, you know, we're, we're, we're still a modest sized company. Um, we never had dedicated understudies exactly for everything that we did. We always just sort of hoped for the best. And in some ways, because we do repertory theater, we, we were able in the past sometimes to use a show as an understudy for a show. Mm-hmm. If we got into, you know, hot water, but this year I had understudies for everything and we had, and we rehearsed them and we were ready with understudies and we even had understudies go on before the COVID outbreak. And then we just, ran into too many, too, you know, too many people got it and we couldn't cover anymore. So we didn't have any choice, but to just say, everybody's in quarantine. See you when we get out, you know, and that's just sort of the way it happened. It was unfortunate. Yeah. We had, uh, I, I sounds, sounds a lot of that sounds familiar, Jeff at same with APT. And we actually did before the season, we did, we ran some models about, okay, what happens if we have this, this sort of cascading effect of, of, um, of cases and would, you know, do we, do we, are we up for doing this? And we ultimately decided we were going to, we were going to go ahead and change it and do it. And it has been mostly okay, but we have run into a lot of the things that we kind of thought were going to might happen. Um, Uh just like get through them. I, I guess the one upside is, to things that in 2019 I feel like would have just broken us is now just like a Thursday. Um, <laughs> it's just, we just keep moving through it and it's, you know, it takes a toll, but we just get, we get through it. We've got, a, we've, we've got a lot of resilience. Yeah. Are you guys, um, uh, you know, the, the other part about Northern sky, the ethos at Northern sky, um, is, we, we have over 200 volunteers that come out and, and, and help us. And, and a lot of them have been with us for many years. We have name tags for them. They're, they're, they're that associated with the, with the company. And, uh, and a lot of the audience members too, you know, they, they feel like they have ownership of, of our theater company and our, of our shows because they're so reflective of who they are. Right. Mm. Um, and it's been tough for us because of the union restrictions about these dividing lines between how much you can interact uh, that we feel like we're, we're, we're yearning as a company to get back into that 
groove where it's not just about the work on stage. It's about everything that happens off stage, you know? And that's been, that's been one of the tougher things for us too, is, uh, missing our volunteers and missing the interaction with our audiences. We would have company members who would thrive on using their post sound check pre 30 minute and even into the 30 minute warm up of just going out and greeting all of the audience members, you know, just work in the line. And, uh, and that's a great thing for the whole sensibility of a, of an organization. And, you know, it's tough to lose that. It's really, really tough to lose that. Definitely. I mean, we felt that in our staff too, with, um, just like we have conversations where like, should we, we can't, can we have an opening night party? We, it's not really safe to have an opening night party yet, or maybe we'll have it outside or, I mean, just the things and people tend to, we're just not able to mix as much. I, I have, there are actors on property that I've never met because uh-huh. I just try to keep my distance because I'm face to face with the audience so much. Yeah. 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 That's, that's interesting. Right. Um, how, how have you guys done in terms of, uh, people's response to any masking unmasking for indoor performances? You guys aren't masking outside at all. Are you? We're not, we're optional yeah. outside. Yeah, um, yeah, and we're, yeah. we are requiring masks in the touchstone and have been all season. So oh, you have. we're not, yeah, we're not getting too much, too much comment about it. Uh-huh. Pretty much. Okay. I mean, I, I if it looks like we're in a, a little bit of a decrease right now, um, we'll see if that keeps going and maybe we'll have a conversation about it. But yeah. yeah. As of now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The gold or. <clears throat> you know, it's, it's such, such an interesting question. Yeah. We've, we've had, I mean, what do you know, anecdotally, right. Um, of any pushback, but yeah, there've been people who have expressed their lack of desire to come see a show if they have to be masked for sure, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, because the, the County again, you know, it's so, when you come up here, you feel like I'm, I'm not in COVID land, right. I'm in Door County, Wisconsin, where everything's fresh and green and water all around. And how can there possibly be COVID here? You know, so everybody just comes up here and acts like it doesn't exist. And then, of course, they they come up and sp- spread it around like crazy and turn the county red and then they go home, you know, and uh, you're, you're sort of left hold, holding the bag and kind of wondering how it's going to affect your company if you if you don't protect them in the indoor spaces. So that's been that's been the conundrum about the Gould, you know. Yeah. Have either of you been talking much over this summer with your um, summer producing colleagues around the country, whether about those issues or, you know, or other other issues related to getting up? How what are you hearing about the sort of vibe overall? Not uh, not much. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I feel like we're sort of, you know like this and trying to keep our head down in some ways and just get on with what we need to be doing that it's been apart from the, even that I haven't been able to participate much in, you know, you guys had a meeting yesterday um, with the Wisconsin professional theaters. And um, even there, I, I, I feel sort of outside of it when, when we're so focused on making sure the season is going to keep on going. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, Sarah, have you heard anything? Well, just a little bit. It's so funny because it's regionally, it's so different. I, um, 
like even last year we heard from our colleagues at Utah Shakespeare Festival that um, they weren't doing it. They weren't doing that any masking or anything last year. And it's almost like um, audiences aren't, I'm, we're certainly not hearing from audience members as much as last year where they had a lot to say about how dare you make us mask or how dare you not make us mask. I mean, it's on both sides of, of the issue. And I'm just not, we're not hearing that as much this year in general. It feels like it does kind of feel like the world's kind of wanting to move on from this. Um, right. A little right. Bit. right. Um, For sure. Wouldn't we all, wouldn't we all, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, right. the, <laughs> yeah. the, the trouble of course, is that it's still a highly communicable disease uh, you know, virus and uh, yeah. our actors, because of their job, can't do anything else but be masked and we don't want to mask them. So, well, and, yeah. And I think that's what drives our decision to require masks in the touchstone because yeah. uh, audience members can, you know, have their own risk assessments and can take their own risk assessments, but the actors can't be masked or we exactly. don't want them to be masked in performance. Exactly. So, with it being as transmissible as it is, it's just a, we want to keep our actors healthy and keep them performing. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Exactly. So, so as we, as we start to wind down um, the time of our conversation, I, uh, the last question that I have, which may be unfair to ask you while you're in the thick of this season, but I'm wondering if you're having sort of any, uh, any instincts as you look to your summer of 2023 um, and how how you're feeling, how your company is feeling about 2023? Is it sort of stabilizing where you are? Is it moving even more back towards a pre-pandemic size and scale? I don't know. What, how are you feeling about it? We'll know a lot more after the fall, <laughs> you know? Um, especially because the show we're doing in the fall is a world premiere. Um, it's sunflowered. It's, um, it's a little bit outside of our usual bubble. Um, so it's going to be interesting for me to see how that show does and whether or not that will have any bearing on what we decide to do for 2023. I don't know, mm -hmm. but I'm sure I will after the fall. There. Yeah. And just, I just, a, a quick fair and forward listeners um, involved in both the, uh, the music, the lyrics and the book of that show is a forward alum and now longtime Northern Sky stalwart. If you have not heard her sing on the Northern Sky stage, your loss. And that's the Chris Granberry. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a show as Jeff, you're right. It does seem to be a little bit out of the mainstream in terms of this celebration of the different trials and travails of, of, of this group of, of women in terms of what I can gather from the publicity. Although I guess I would say to go back to something you said earlier, one of the things I've always admired about even the most quote unquote escapist of Northern sky shows is how well it appeals to people, not just of all ages. I mean, it, it, you can read it on one level as a 10 year old and then again on another level as a 60 year old, but how much in a very sort of subliminal, and I don't mean that like devious or manipulative, but how much really meaty substantive messaging um, about good values and about loving each other and treating each other with kindness and empathy has just been a thread that runs through so many shows for such a long time. And you can call that escapist if you want, or you can just say, maybe we need to escape to a world in which people treat each 
each other more like that in ways that I think that your shows consistently embody. So anyway, that show for those who it's, it opens on September 9th and runs through October 29th. If you, uh, and it will be at the Gould. And if you have not seen the Gould theater, it is a jewel. I mean, it's a truly beautiful, those of you who know the touchstone, it will remind you in some ways of the touchstone, but it's just an architect. Well, great, Jeff. Now we know it's going to do great this fall. Yeah. With yeah. Well, Mike Fisher seal so. of approval. Yeah. 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 I can't wait to see it. So. Great. Yeah. And so, it's going to have a great band too. So. Wonderful. Well, Sarah, how, how are, how are conversations about 23 going out in spring green? Well, we are, um, we're well on our way to, the 2023 season, but it was, um, how, you know, putting together a budget for it has been, has been tricky because audiences are still coming back. And at APT, we don't expect that to really fully happen for a while. So we're, I I always say we're, of course, I'm talking about this from a business point of view, but, um, I like to say that our budgets, I think are going to be delicate for the next few years that, mm-hmm. that we're really going to have to be a little cautious about how, um, you know, how we're, how we're budgeting and making sure that we're making good use of the, the reserves that came, uh, thankfully our way during COVID and, and for many of our colleagues through, you know, government funding. Um, that being said, we have a fantastic season planned for 2023 and um we'll be announcing that in october and um our our board will be looking at that at uh, that budget and um and uh approving that budget um later this month so um it's looking it's looking pretty exciting and it's looking pretty uh uh pretty big pretty pretty big so um yeah we're pretty and of course and of course it. we'll include a premiere uh, our season won't. So, oh, well, yes. oh, so oh. we're referring to world premiere Wisconsin yeah. of which APT is a participating member, not gotcha. a, what's the other, I can't, I can't festival remember. Right. Theater. Yeah. That's not a festival theater, a participating theater. So we will gotcha. have um, a premiere in our winter words reading series. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 So thrilling. Well, all of that sounds amazing, Sarah. I can't wait for the announcement and, and another thrilling season up the hill and in the touchstone. Um, I'm so grateful to both of you for your time and for chatting about how things are going. Um, I'm confident that everyone listening would echo my gratitude. Um, And I think I'll say that that is it for this episode of Theater Forward, a conversation about theater in Wisconsin, the Midwest and America. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Jeff. Um, I'm Jen Jen Opoff-Gray. And and I'm Mike Fisher. Our podcasts are produced by the inimitable Scott Hayden. Um, And you can follow us or share your thoughts on Facebook uh, and Twitter. That's at Theater Forward. As always, Sarah, with all due apologies and respect, (laughs) as always, theater in this here neck of the woods is spelled with an E-R. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you might tune in and be sure to leave us the stellar review that these two guests more than deserve. (laughs) We're so grateful to have you listening and we will be back soon for another theater forward conversation.